Neely probably scrambling somewhere in his office. He's in calling there? Calling back and The mayor's forth. in there? I see it's Cause Because the mayor was a city councilman and he pushed for it. He pushed to use the Flint River water. He gave tours. He, he was pushing in the plant to use it. And now media, nobody is saying anything about that. Well, that's funny. <laughs> you are media. That's right. So yeah, let's go. Somebody. Let's go find the mayor. Let's go find him. Let's go find him. Hey, bottles of water. Hmm. Hmm. Don't use. <laughs> don't use. Flint 2022. Don't drink the water. Hi, is the mayor in? He's not? No. Can you have him give me a call? Can I leave my number? He knows me. Okay. Is he having lunch? I'm not sure. I know he was in a meeting. But not here. In a meeting someplace else. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you know, I just pulled in. I seen that he was here. So I'm always highly suspicious of certain politicians telling the truth and having their staff tell the truth and folks lying and telling half truth. I know this one. He will trick you, lie to the community. So the mayor's tax-funded car is here. Look at the plate. The mayor's not here, <laughs> but his car is. Live from downtown Detroit, it's No BS News Hour with my main man, no bullshit! Consistent breaking news. Double bullshit. Double bullshit. So did you find him, Charlie? Who, the mayor? Yeah. No, but you know, that was like last summer. It was like mm -hmm. a year ago. Right. And Mayor Sheldon Neely of Flint mm -hmm. is driving around in a taxpayer-funded vehicle that he's not entitled to. It's not in the contract, right? So last week, they put out a special announcement. The mayor's has to be driving a special police vehicle because there's been unspecified security threats. Hmm. Dating back to 2020, Named when Chuck. I started driving this car, because <laughs> you, you think it's because we were in there? Yes, 100. percent And be a security threat. And you know what? No public can be in the parking garage now, so you don't see the. I mean, because it's unspecified security threats. Name Charlie the Dove. <laughs> I was gonna say if they didn't come after any of the mayors all this time, they aren't gonna start coming after him now. <sighs> yeah, that's true. You know, like everything else going on up there, like you know. Firefighters got fired because they didn't search a house properly and two children died and he reinstated them. Or they got the police sex scandal, the harassment, and they secretly settled for about $200,000. Public doesn't get to know. Or his bestie is a pedophile that gave a 15-year-old HIV and all of a sudden the bestie's removed from all social media. There he is. Yeah. What a pair, what a what a what a figure that pair cuts. Wow. Look at that Paisley dinner jacket. Yeah. Wow. Ugh. Unbelievable. And the car. Okay, so the question about the car is this. Unspecified security threats now, Red. Unspecified security threats. So the police gotta give them a vehicle. 
but it don't say police on it. <laughs> Undercover. It's just an SUV. Okay, and no police are driving him around. I was going to say, does he have executive protection? Otherwise, He's driving himself home. So how is that providing him any added security? <laughs> it's a bulletproof car or something, I guess. But, you know, <laughs> in the spirit of transparency and, you know, completing stories that we bring to you, and we figure... We should do some housekeeping Monday, right? We should okay. we should make some calls, follow up on some stories. And, um, you know, Bernie from XG Service Group was here, right? Tuning up our voiceover internet phones. Yep. Right? So we're going to use them. Might as well. They're here. There you go, right? Uh, this uh, whole day is brought to you by XG Service Group uh, uh, VoIP. I'm calling it a VoIP. Yeah, Voice that's over what the cool kids internet. call it. Phones, VoIP. Cool so I've heard. Kids. That's what the cool kids told me. They do that. See these cameras? They do that. See these monitors? They do that. They wire the whole thing. They do construction cameras, security cameras. They're everywhere mm -hmm. all the time and always on call. So call Bernie's son, Matt. Matt handles all the business. Uh, Matt Yaskovitz at 734-245-4100. Why don't we start out by calling Flint Mayor... Sheldon Neely, you best be dialing, son. <laughs> son. <laughs> He's working on we, it. We, we got Red, you know. Hey, Red. Yo. What's your eye condition? What do you got, astigmatism? Uh, I'm blind. Yeah, <laughs> blind. It's worse than even that. And when he, when he dials phone numbers, he, his lips move. Like when he's reading. So that's so that's that's what older people do. So they can, you know, one, two, three, they'll know the numbers. Red is pretty preppy today. He's, yeah. got, he's got a Lacoste shirt. Did you dial it? So... Three. Well, uh, I, I yeah. doubt. I don't know what happened. Well, right. don't fuck with shit. I know what happened. Nothing has been recorded. Yeah. <laughs> hang it up. Hang it up and try again. Yeah. Now, here's the deal. I knew this was going to happen. Red, Mark. You want me to do it? They're going to give. The, the, yeah, I want you to do it. They're going to give the, the mayor's number, and I don't want that going on the air. All right? This is in the 810 area. Okay, I'm dialing now. Okay. So, Mark, listen without putting it over the air, because I'll just leave. Please leave your message for... Or take it down. Okay, thank you. Okay, beautiful. Mark's got it. All right, right? Yep. So there, hey, uh, Mayor uh, Neely, I haven't heard back from you, sir. I, I challenged you last week to a cage match. Um, $10,000, <laughs> winner's a favorite charity, the loser pays, and the loser must resign their job. So I would be more than happy to resign this job. So your challenge got him a whole police truck and a yeah, security, <laughs> security threat. I'm not the security threat. I was in there last year, man. Come on, I'm not the security threat. I just think you're not being honest about pedophiles in the car and sex harassment and dead children and contracts. Hmm. So you can call me back at 734 NB News, N B N E W S, sir, and um, we'll see you see you soon up there because this this can't be. Well, you know where he parks, so yeah, but we're not allowed in there. I'm sure you could get in, Charlie. Don't you wonder? Well, he's still on the phone, but like, oh, that's don't, okay. Don't you wonder, like, how he's social with this rapist, pedophile mm -hmm. yeah. groomer guy that gives a kid HIV, and all of a sudden. 
Yeah, that's not it, it, the pictures aren't social it's, media. Anymore. It's well, and again, you know, that's that that that's the awareness. And so while wow, somebody's watching, somebody's paying attention, let me take it off. But it's never truly scrubbed. And once you've captured it, you know, it's there. And that still doesn't excuse his behavior. Yeah. And you see that Mayor Neely and you should maybe come out and, and stick up for the people of Flint and why this whole investigation went to hell and stop covering mm-hmm. for the attorney general and, and the governor. It's just. My take on it. Okay, thanks. Have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we uh, hung up there. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. Well, yep. you know, let's you know, just just everybody. It's lunchtime, so why don't we try Detroit Police Chief James White? I think we owe him a an apology. Why? What do we do? I don't know if he'll answer this line. I'm. I'm well. The we'll number see. you have dialed oh, is oh, not... Oh, boop, <laughs> I think you misdialed. Yeah, red. I'm, I'm, listen here. <laughs> Why didn't you just give me a cell phone? We couldn't hook the cell phone up to this. You dials buttons anymore. The numbers are on the, but the numbers are on the buttons. What's that could be? Is, that, is, could, that could be nominally it? funny, <laughs> right? Except okay. we can't do this for the whole fucking show. No, I mean, well, when you're ready, you got no, it. No, dial it now. Oh. We ready? Yeah. Oh, well, boy, I tell you. Oh. That's okay. It's Monday. That's what happens on Mondays. Right. So, all right. Well, I don't got enough, like, ad lip in me that, like, Red can't see. That's okay. We can talk, Charlie. There you go. Right. There you go. All right. We Red can do it. Let's see. <laughs> there we go. Look at that. I don't know who's on the other end, but. Yeah. Hopefully. Started with 313, right? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Chief. It's uh, Charlie LaDuff and Hello. Karen Dumas. Chief, can you hear me? Chief? Hello, Chief. What happened, Mark? He's there. I mean, it's... It's Charlie LaDuff uh, and Karen Doom is chief. I think the car dropped, it looked like. Oh, nice. guys. Uh, listen. It's Monday. Unacceptable. I didn't drop the call. I didn't touch it no more. Well, the, the sound's there we gotta, go. The sound got to be up so he can hear us. Mm-hmm. All right. It's up. Now, you think we're now if I was a chief... Prank calling it. No, no, no. None of this is planned. Clearly. But it was tested. Yeah. Maybe. Because I talked to him Friday. Guy's freaking busy, man. Yeah, he is. But that was thoughtful enough for him to even offer up the time. So we'll see what happens. He didn't offer. He just picked up the phone. I'm saying what you told him, and he said, okay. No, I didn't tell him. Oh, you didn't tell him? No. No, like none of this is planned. You would never know it. Just, <laughs> right. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. All right, I'm just leaving my message. Three, one, three. Take four. the number off. Take the number off. <laughs> take the it. number I, off, I, Charlie. I, I, I got his mic down. No, Don't that's worry. you. You're on the yeah. phone. <laughs> I, got his, I, got his, I got his mic down. I'm not the engineer. Record your message. When you finish recording, press <laughs> 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 one. To leave a callback number, press five. Hey, Chief. Uh, it's Charlie. And Karen. And um, we want to apologize. I, I talked to you Friday and you said you were getting some static from around town that hmm. you were resigning your job in June. And, uh, you know, as way of clarification, correction, like we like to be no bullshit news, right, Karen? That's correct. So, Chief, to be honest, we were just cavalierly throwing around water cooler, heard some gossip, mm-hmm. and 
Right. There was nothing to that. And, and, and I apologize. I apologize. Well, and I apologize too. I mean, we were sharing information because we had gotten some intel uh, about an interest internally uh, in, in replacing him. And that was not a reflection on who he is or what he's doing. Uh, it Gobble, was just, that was gobbledygook. What did you no, just say? Intel. We didn't get intel. Yeah, it I was, did. It was idle. Like no, it wasn't, Charlie. Well, the chief says it was. Okay, for him it was. This is not an apology. If this is an apology, <laughs> but us <laughs> going down. <laughs> I'm drink Wait, my water. Was it intel? Because he goes, "There's nothing to well, it." Well, and that's good that it's nothing to it. But the conversation about there being someone internally wanting or vying for his job is legitimate now that doesn't mean that there's any any action being taken or that his job is being compromised or that is jeopardized so on that on that end for us even insinuating that yeah okay that's an apology yeah, we, we, we were just talking like we, we heard it and yeah, yeah i mean you know in politics everybody that's wants your saying. job and in media everybody wants to be the anchor's job right that's true but so. i don't and, and you know charlie you know for any chief, I always say every every criticism that anybody has of their performance has to reflect on the mayor. So that was no indication of disappointment or anything with the chief in any regard. Yeah. So you know, uh, James, apologize about that. Chief, Re- really, I, I don't have to. Amen. That job belongs to us, right? Chief James. Exactly. Yeah, Chief James, King James. Oh, what the fuck. Now what? I don't know. I don't know. It's Monday. It's Monday. It's Monday. So, all right. Anyway, uh, cheap is, is, I called you Friday as well. Listen, the gas station shooter, um, he was a felon. He went to prison for armed robbery for six years. And then he got caught doing another felony. And somehow he got probation and he wasn't sent back to the can. And uh, I asked you if you knew the circumstances of that. And you said you didn't, which is kind of crazy, right? Okay, yeah. I mean, but I can see why, because when I went to the court to pull the court file, all that information is mysteriously missing from the file. Hmm. His previous felonies? That the felony where he got the misdemeanor. Why? Oh, well, okay. Right? But what was in there is him violating the probation for that. Well, so it exists, yeah. Actually, it was a felony, but you were allowed to get probation for a felon in possession of a firearm. I don't really? know how that's a really? probationable offense, but it is. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow. So we, we need to know that. And we also need to know, now that the clerk at the gas station has been charged with involuntary manslaughter for not opening the door in a timely fashion for this, this creep mowed everybody down, yeah. right? $200,000 Three people bond. killed one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy ran out and jumped in the backseat of his mother's car who drove him home. And then his sister came and picked him up and hit him out of her house. Jesus. And then in, be, in between getting caught and being at his sister's house, he went to a motel and had some sex with somebody. Yeah. A little R&R, you know, tough night's work. So I, I want to know if the mother and the sister are also charged. Great question. Be, okay. Right? So yeah. I, I'm on deadline. This is my column for this Wednesday in the Detroit news. If you could get back. And again, really from the bottom of my heart, um, I was just idly talking, and we like to be no bullshit, and we will try to remember that, right? Yes, we will. Yeah. All right. So, all right, Chief. Have a good one. Say hey to the mayor. And if he's driving around, (laughs) give me a call. Let me know where I can find him, where he's directing the troops. What's the guy that always follows the mayor? I can't remember his name now. 
you know, who did the... The oh, Bob Carmack? Bob Carmack yeah. will know where yeah. he is. He knows where he is all the time. Yeah, but you got to find Bob, too. That's the issue. All right. <laughs> Call Bob. He okay. always knows where he is. Um, all right, let's... The next one. We talked about... And this, to me, it's a very big deal. We talked about the Durham report, which was the three-and-a-half, four-year investigation into the origins of the Trump organization in collusion with Russian intelligence and Putin, that Trump was the stooge of Putin. And we come to find out the whole shit was fake. It starts out with Hillary's fake dossier given to this um, intelligence community. They start investigating it. Oh, what's that? What we got there? Is that, is that the mayor? No. <laughs> Still trying to figure this thing out. Okay, yeah, that's cool. It's a, it's no, we're a good. We're good. You, you let me know when you're ready to call him. Um, and everything about this was fake, and it was an echo chamber really started by the Clinton campaign. Steel dossier is fake. FBI takes it up and is using it as truth, even though another part of the FBI knows it's probably fake and it came from Clinton, and they use it to wiretap four people in the Trump organization, and this thing starts to blow out. And... New York Times and the Washington Post won Pulitzer surprise. Hmm. And to me, and, and all of these reports, Inspector General's report from 2019, the Durham report, um, testimony given by Mueller himself, mm -hmm. uh, FBI brass. There was a story in February of 2017 where lead writer Michael S. Schmidt of the New York Times writes that phone records and intercepted calls show that members of Donald J. Trump's presidential campaign and other Trump associates had repeated contacts with senior Russian intelligence official in the year before the election, according to four current and former American officials. Okay. Completely false. It has not been fixed. It has not been retracted. It has not been changed. That's the New York Times? The New York Times. Dial it up. Wow. And I don't understand that. That's kind of disappointing, actually. Yeah. I expect more from the Times. Well, minimum. I mean, it spun it spun the country out of control. Yeah, that's true. And, and it still has a lot of thank control. Thank you for calling the Washington, D.C. Bureau of the New York Times. Mm -hmm. Our address is 1627 I Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 20006. Our circulation number is 1-800-NY-TIMES. Come on. 1-800-698-4637. To access our name directory, okay. please press 1. 1. For the news desk, please press 2. Good job, Red. It's like teaching a little okay. kid. Thank small. you for calling the New York Times. Mark, please say the name of the I'll department you wish it. to reach. Michael Schmidt. Sorry, I didn't get that. Please say the name of the department you wish to reach, such as print subscriptions, digital subscriptions, home delivery, obituaries, national, metro, sports, foreign, or comments and corrections. Or, for further assistance, say operator. Operator. No name heard. What? Please hold. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for calling the New York Times. All calls are recorded for quality purposes.
This is the operator. Hi, operator. Can I get Michael Schmidt in the Washington Bureau, please? Hello, this is the operator. Yes, sir. Can I get Michael Schmidt? Uh, can we have Michael Schmidt and the, in the, the, Washington. In the Washington Bureau, please? We have to call XG Service Group. I know. It's what a, happened there? I don't know. Maybe they can't hear us. He hmm. sounded like he was at home in the bathroom. Hmm. Well, I tried again. We, yeah. di we did well the first time. We can, we can do it twice. Well, fuck this. I'm dialing with this shit show of ours. Man, come on, guys. I think you should. I don't want to troubleshoot right now. Your yeah. call cannot be complete. Go ahead. Uh, and Red's dialing the wrong ones. <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. What a beautiful mess. Okay. 202 <laughs> Oh, it's a public number, though, right? Yeah, it is. That's just that one, that's that one natural, is safe. That's my natural reaction. You know that. Bureau of the New York Times. Oh, we got Our address is 1627 I Street, Northwest, Operator. Washington, D.C. Nope. 20006. Our circulation number is 1 no, that's the news one times. That's yeah. This is the Washington Bureau. Why are they sending me to Metro? Try zero. To access our name directory, please press 1. I did that. Man. For the news desk, please press 2. Thank you. This is modern technology. Mm -hmm. Thank you for calling the. Sorry, I didn't get that. Please say the name. Michael Schmidt. Please hold for further assistance. When you're tired, someone else mm -hmm. say cancel. Thank you for calling the New York Times. All calls are recorded for quality purposes. This is the operator. Yes, sir. May I get Michael Schmidt in the Washington Bureau, please? Unfortunately, sir, I'm no longer able to transfer external callers to individual employees. So, can you give me his number, please? No, I cannot. Well, how does somebody with information or a question get a hold of a reporter? Um, I am not able to transfer you. If you have their direct dial, I would suggest dialing that or emailing them if you have their email address. But I am not able to transfer external people to individual employees any longer. Oh, oh any longer. When, when did that ha I used to work there. When did that start happening? Uh, I guess about three, four years now. Around like 2017-ish? Um, I think a little bit after that, but I mean, it was maybe a year before the pandemic. So what, about 2019, I guess? Oh, 2019. Oh, yeah, just when all that Trump stuff was going on. Okay, yeah, I got that. Can I leave him a message with you? I can't. Um, I don't have any way of getting it to him. I'm sort of sequestered in my own little bunker pod here. Oh, where are you at? I, I'm at the SSC in Virginia. What's the SSC? I thought, uh, I thought you... Sorry, I thought you'd be in, uh, you know, Times Square. Uh, no, we, everything, lots of stuff's remote. The, the switchboard came to Virginia probably about eight years ago. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, now, the Shared Services Center, we do benefits and payroll and all of that fun stuff here. Can, We've you, been here since can you check on my pension? <laughs> I can't, but I have people here that can do that. Can you transfer them to I'll, I'll call you later. I'll try to get a hold of Michael. I just want to know, you know, why they're not retracting the, the stories from 2017 about uh, Trump campaign aides with 
uh, repeated contacts with Russian intelligence. We we now know that's abjectly false. So I was just trying to call Mike and find out when, you know, in, in the spirit of the New York Times, when we're going to correct that. Since my name is hanging in Pulitzer Hall, it means a lot to me. Hey. I can't help you with that. I can put you through to D.C. if you would like. Oh, yeah, please. That'll be great. That'll be. Thank you so much. Yeah. To the desk. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, hang on a second for you. Okay. Thank you for calling. That was interesting. If you know the extension number of the person you are trying to reach, <laughs> oh God, please enter it now. Otherwise, please press zero to connect to the operator. We are sorry. There is no one available to take your call. Please record your message after the tone. Press star to discard the recording or press any digit to end the recording. Hi, good morning. It's Charlie LaDuff. Um, just leaving a message for Michael Schmidt. Michael, um, you were you were there as a editorial assistant when I was working there, you, you know, kid. So listen, I'm wondering, in the spirit of honesty and forthrightness, that all the stuff they taught me there, when you're going to retract your February 2017 article about Russian intelligence agents and Trump organization members um, talking in, you know, intercepted communications by the FBI because it's not true and you got to fix it. Okay? Bye. Bye-bye. The failing New York Times. So their phone system is like it's Comcast. Not, it's not the system. <laughs> or AT&T. I mean, I'm, I'm saying, do people that have you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, do they listen to it? Do they understand it doesn't work? No, it's not that. What is it? They don't want to deal with us. Well, that's the point. But well, I'm saying no, it's set up so that you can't it's, get it's anybody. It's set up so you can't get anybody. That's my, it's, 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 yeah. it's not broken. Well, okay. but It's I'm, on purposely that way. It used to be you could do that. You, but that's what happens when you call Comcast or AT&T or DTE. I mean, when you're trying to get some kind of customer service, I mean... Okay, again, yeah, again, I got you. Again, this is, you don't, I don't, reporters have phone numbers, so they get tips. They used to. Right? Now you can't, and it all started right around this Trump stuff, right? And now, hey, man, I, I got, I got an, I actually really have an intercepted communication. Would you want it? <laughs> well, I can't give you his email address. Get the fuck out. See what's wrong? <laughs> and when I was, you know, Working on this this weekend, you'll notice how this lays out. This will be like the leaders of this bullshit. And let's face it, guys. I know what you did. You called Clinton's people and you called a couple of people in the FBI like wanted this shit to be true. And that was it. And you dressed it up in murky sources and for American officials. It's, it was bullshit. You got played. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Trump's a creep. Fine. Right? The election wasn't stolen. Yeah. But you, in order for me to believe you, in, I'm getting rid of it. I'm actually going to get rid of the New York Times because there's nothing to read anyway. I'm getting rid of it. I'm going to get the Wall Street Journal because at least I got good business reporting and I need to know what's going on with our money. They've been having better political reporting too. Yeah, they uh, have. Wall Street lately. Journal. Not joking. I, I don't need my two cents. I don't need it. I don't have any money, so I don't need no money reporting. Yeah, that's why you need money oh. reporting. <laughs> Yeah. All right, call my mom. 
I brought her a I brought her a euro from American Coney Island this weekend. I didn't I didn't know if she liked them. Use the cell phone. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know. It ain't my fault. Not because I'm not, I'm not oh. saying it is. Oh. So, so okay. the whole things I'm doing this the whole time. Okay, no problem. It's yeah. Monday. No, we we, we trying shit, man. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun, right? Yeah, we're still getting our answers or lack of them. On a wire without a net. It's becoming really <laughs> apparent what's happening in this country. Mm. Just like these phones, nothing's working. <laughs> Such a cool picture of your mom. It is a great photo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could yeah, looking strong woman. She didn't want to talk to you either. She's probably in the garden. Thanks for calling. Please leave a message up. My brother, leave that up. <laughs> I didn't know if the number's going to work. Hey, Mom, it's Charlie. It's nice to hear Jimmy's voice once in a while. Anyway... Just calling to see uh, how you like the uh, Euro. You know, after all these years, I didn't know what a fan of a Euro you were. That's kind of strange not to know about your mother. But did you notice that beautiful meat, that beef and lamb? Wasn't that just delicious, salty, but not too salty with Greek spices? Did you notice the fresh tomatoes and the tzatziki made fresh every morning? Did you notice all that, Mom? That was from American Coney Island. So let's make a date. Why don't we meet up at the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue and have one together? Just make the scene. I love you. And remember, if you want them to your door, AmericanConeyIsland.com, or just call me. I'll drive them over. It's a whole Coney kit. I love you. Bye. Oh, that was cute. You ought to keep that as a spot. <laughs> Seriously, that was nice. Well, you, you, got, you, you need to pay her though, talent fee. But other than that, I think that was great. Yeah, she's a lovely person. She was happy. And Saunders chocolates. Okay. And some orchids. Where'd you find Saunders chocolates? Oh, um, in a in a gift bag <laughs> <laughs> on my table when you enter the the door, and they were right there next to some orchids. What? My wife got them. Oh, I'm like, I knew exactly. What I'm, I'm thinking well, like, did he have them us. in a hotel? Okay, never mind, Charlie. Never mind. You need to right. like a guy every once in a while. I'm, I'm gonna. I can't. I don't want to. Uh, dear, why you out? Would you mind picking up some chocolates and some orchids for me? Huh. Okay. And let's let's blast through this. This let's let's get some answers here from our politicians who keep ducking and diving. Okay. Brought to you by ADR Experience, overseeing more than a quarter billion dollar in construction projects since the turn of the century. Increase your bottom line, save your clients millions. Um, they're experts in procurement in the government. Hmm. That's why it's brought to you by ADR. Call Barry Allen Tucker at 248-318-9424 for a consultation. Uh, procurement, government, compliance, information, technology. Get the job done right and on time. 248 318 Two four. Do I got to dial this you number? Do. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you got to dial them from here on out. Okay. It's a DIY. Well, this is um, the Lansing police chief hmm. told everybody after the massacre on the MSU campus, after the neighbors were saying, "We told you that this violent man would oftentimes take target practice off his back porch." We called you. You never responded. And the chief sat there stone-faced and told the public it was misinformation. They never received 
a shot's called. Yeah, this is what he said. That's okay. Great. I'd like to clear up just a few things, a few topics of misinformation that we have uh, been asked about, about either the accused McRae or the address, the Lansing address on Howe Street in the city of Lansing. LPD has not responded to any welfare checks for Anthony McRae. There was a welfare check at the address on Howe Street on February 5th, but was not related to the accused. And LPD has not been called in any way to any shots fired at this address. You were called the shots fired east of the dead end where McRae lives on October 23rd, 2022, not four months before his rampage. So... And still no answer. No answer. Let me call your press secretary, Jordan Gulkis. You'll all remember. She blew me off when I Freedom of Information yeah. acted it and stuck me with the bill. Not I did well. their job. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Extension number oh, four convenient. eight zero five. Didn't You've reached a voicemail of extension number four eight. Ms. Golkis, this is Charlie Leduff from NBN News. You have my number. Uh, you've yet to respond to my questions. Again, the chief, and I assume you helped write his words because he was reading them, told the public that the department did not in any way respond to the shot fired to the gunman's address. Well, there was a way. I'm sure you've seen it. You told me you'd help me. You, you, you stuck me with the bill. I did your job. And the public is expecting an explanation. So we're beginning today and we'll continue on until you give the explanation. Thank you. Have a good day. I'm expecting your call. Hmm. Good. That was very good. Yeah, that was very good. But what's funny to me is you would think you'd catch somebody on the phone. It's lunchtime. But like Charlie said with the New York Times, people don't want to be caught. They don't want to talk. They don't want to be accountable. They don't want to be questioned. They just don't. Well, and if they do, too, they want to hear the message so they can formulate their bullshit response before they call you back. If they do. No one wants to be caught off guard anymore. But is it off guard if you are aware? And if you aren't aware and you you should answer and say, I'm not sure, let me get back with you and then keep your word and get back. Yep. Well, that's what they teach at these lame-ass communications department Mm -hmm. besides lying to the public is don't answer the phone. Mm -hmm. See what the question is. Formulate some crap. And and I've already been through that. You never got back. I even published it in the Detroit News. Mm -hmm. Madam, this is outrageous. That's a Freedom of Information Act. Honor it. And I got, go to this website. (laughs) That's what the Lansing police think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Of, of the lawmakers and the students that populate that county. And no, it's not just going away. Right? Good. Stay on that one. Yeah, it shouldn't go away. I mean, you can't just do what you want, then if something happens behind it, then you don't want to answer up. No, we need to hear an answer. And where's the investigation on all of this? Because we also know Ingham County prosecutor concocted a fake charge to push this guy through the system. Mm-hmm. You got caught carrying a concealed weapon. That's a felony. You didn't have to put him in prison. You got The judge has the authority to give him zero days. But you concocted a, he was transporting it in a motor vehicle, a loaded weapon, and he was on a the bicycle. Yeah. We need that investigation. Where's the attorney grievance commission? 
th this state is so fucked up. You see what I get. Yep. Repeatedly. And here's what I know. I never call them until I know the answer to the question. Right? I don't take empty. And they know that. Who are you dialing now? I'm calling Dana Nessel's press secretary, communications director, whatever you want to call it. We got probably got both of them and we got to pay for both. And all they really do is Booker for MSNBC. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or give her some Say it. CNN too. Right? All right. Well, we want to know where the receipts for her vacation are <laughs> and where the Flint file is on the racketeering. I like this housekeeping stuff. Yeah, this is this all is day good. long. Jelly got picked there. She is at the hotel. That is a creepy picture. Why? Because it's a couple. Pale Look, I didn't know she had a spine. <laughs> so it confirms that. Aren't they, aren't, they the, aren't they in the sun? <laughs> and then here she is on the catamaran in the glasses. Hi, you've reached Kimberly Bush. Sorry I missed your call. Please leave your name, number, and a brief message, and I'll get back with you shortly. Thanks, and have a great day. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 we for more works. options. Ms. Bush, this is Charlie Leduff from NBN NewsHour. Once again, a couple of questions. The Attorney General confirmed that she was in Turks and Caicos. Her friend, Kelly Newman, confirmed they vacationed together. The Attorney General said she pays for her own vacations. She put that in the public sphere. So, is she going to present the bank statements to show payment for the 8000 $600 a night penthouse, the sunset catamaran trip, all of it. It's of the public interest. Number two, my colleague Jordan Cheriton from Status Quo and I put in a Freedom of Information Act request for the racketeering file on the Flint water crisis that was prepared by the former investigators before your boss fired them. It was rejected because the quote-unquote investigation is still ongoing. However, the Supreme Court threw out the charges. The appellate court confirmed that. <clears throat> Excuse me. And statute of limitations is set in on almost all of it. We'd like an explanation for that before we have to go to court again. We would like your answer. And we want to know. Is there going to be an investigation into the public safety in Ingham County and how they handled the gunman in Lansing? It's of high interest. Please call me back. Again, you have the number. Oh, and by the way, while we're at it, how's the investigation going into the Democratic State Party Treasurer, Tracy Kornack, and whether or not there was, there was some accusations of abuse on a client in a nursing home We'd like an update on that. Thank you. I'll be in touch. <laughs> just, it just really seems like they're just trying to run out the clock on but, so many things. But you know, let me say this from, from, from a communications perspective. Yes. You cannot do that job from a textbook. I mean, you cannot do it. Well, you never and, know what you're going to get, right? Well, you don't know what you're going to get, but you got to be able to know how to apply what you've allegedly learned. You can't just, like Charlie said, they're telling you not to answer the phone, don't be accessible. That's not how you do that job. Let me call the general line, see if I, see if I can get to her desk. We're calling the attorney general's office. We value and appreciate your call. Oh, good. However, right. we are currently experiencing high call volumes. <laughs> 
Please be patient. Comcast. High call volumes. Well. And then it hung up. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's a good you, move. Well, that, that didn't even have time to What is wait. this, the fucking New York Times? <laughs> I'm telling you. Nobody, nobody wants to talk to anybody. Oh, my Lord. Can and it's it? Monday. It's Monday. <laughs> I want to do that with my phone. Just disconnect with hey, me. I tell people, don't leave me a message. Uh, hey. Right, hey. Oh. Attorney General's office, how may I direct your call? Yes. Kim Bush, please. Uh, she is not available. What, what is it regarding? Well, I'd like to tell uh, a member of the press, I'd like to tell her specifically, if you could give me her desk line, I'd appreciate that. I'll call back. Well, she's not even in the office today. Well, can I have her um, desk line, please? Um, what I can do is pass on your not name and number and give it to me. Well, I've tried that before. It is a, I'm a taxpayer and a reporter, so I am paying for the number. And that that number is designed specifically. Pardon me, madam. Pardon me, ma'am. Name and number, and pass it on. Well, I don't understand that's that. That's a public number, and I'm a member of the press, so I'd like you to give me her desk line, please. I need your name and number. Uh, we've already been through that. My name's Charlie Leduff. You have the number. I would I would like her number. I I. I can't do that, sir. Tom. Why? Can you explain to me why, please? Because I'm telling you how this goes with everybody who calls mm. and they ask for her. Well, I, I did that before, but see, I did that before, and now I don't have a number to call her. I'm always getting stonewalled by you. Now, you know, you could you could do. I'm the public, and I pay your bill, and you're required to give me that number. Is this a uh, is this I'm office not required rules? required to give you that number. Mm. Mm. I'm not. Does everybody hear that? Mm -hmm. Everybody hears that. Okay, I, I appreciate wow. that. Have a wonderful career, and uh, I will continue to work hard so you may, you know, receive a pension. Because I'm like that. I, I, I do my duty. Okay. So, what's going on in the office? Anybody there? Or is everybody working remotely still? Some people work remotely and some work in the office. Mm. If you could tell them all for me, please. Uh, the president and the World Health Organization said the pandemic's over. And so they should get into the office where they can take my call. Because, madam, we've got children dead in Flint. We've got ch children, uh, adults dead in uh, Flint, Lansing. We've got, we've got so much work to do. Detroit, Detroit we, we can't get an answer on anything, and that's why I'm calling. You can understand. Okay. Thank, no. you, for, thank you for your understanding. Mm -hmm. Have a nice day. What in the hell? They might as well just move no. all the calls. You know what? That is unacceptable, Charlie. That is unacceptable. People should be outraged at her demeanor, at her unwillingness to pass along. the. She's a press secretary. You're supposed to be accessible to the press. You're I'm supposed to be accessible I'm to the press. I'm going to tell you how this works. All right. Okay, that's okay. I, okay, so everybody now knows. All right, let's call the governor's 
director of communications. <laughs> and it's not that receptionist's fault. You know that order comes this guy, down from high. Bobby. I, but I'm saying Bobby she's following Letty. instructions. They're That's telling what I mean. her. Yeah, it's but, not her fault. But she how actually does, handled it fairly well. But how well, does somebody from the public sucks. or the press call and you just stonewall I'm, them and tell I'm them, well, you, this I'm, is it. I'm I know. Really, you this is how this is working. I would never tolerate that. <laughs> ever. <laughs> Bobby Letty. There's very few grown men that call themselves Bobby. That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> I'm trying to think of something. Kid Rock, Bobby, Bobby Richie. No, we call him Bob. You don't call mm-hmm. him Bobby. He's too old. Yeah, his family calls him that. Yeah, but that's different. It's Bobby. Maybe he's out with Miss Bush. Bobby, Bobby and Bush. Hey, you've reached Bobby Letty, press secretary for Governor Whitmer and Lieutenant Governor Gilchrist. The best way to reach me is by text. If you leave a message, I will get back to you as soon as possible. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Bye. Hey. The mailbox is full. I cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. What kind of professional voicemail is that? Hey. Bobby, Bobby. Bobby, I did text you. Look, I texted you. Did the billionaire businessmen who's you shook down for that airplane, did they ever cash the check that the Whitmer campaign wrote? <laughs> As I've told you, you, the campaign never had to write a check because for some reason in this state, our elected officials can take gifts and cash and vacations like Nestle did. I mean, she took a vacation. She said she paid. I'm going to believe her. Show us the check. Bobby, show us the cashed check. See, Bobby, because we know that the Federal Aviation Commit, uh, Administration does not allow private owners of jet to take cash because they're not charter businesses. So, again, <laughs> did you mislead the public or did the check get cash? Now, when I wrote that, in the Turks and Caicos piece, you and your people called my publisher. You called the editorial page director wanting a correction. You wanted a retraction. You didn't get it. Answer the question. And then I'm going to ask you, is the governor being vetted for the cabinet? Because I'm noticing all the blowjob stories that you're placing, and yet you can't get a hold of you. So, oh, and I didn't read our magazine, but you did, right? Mm-hmm. Were they really afraid to risk it, to put the governor in front of the duff? <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they publicly said. And this is the thing. If he wanted a retraction, if something that you wrote was incorrect, then invalidate that by showing why it was incorrect. Well, first you call me. That's what a press secretary does. And I go say, mm-hmm. what? Really? Point it out to me. Because unlike the, the new New York Times... I'm the old New York Times, and people get things wrong. That's true. So, you know, you own up to it, and you move on. I just like the fact that they wanted a correction, and they were able to get someone on the phone (laughs) and talk to someone about it. And how about this one? You know, it's trying to float like Whitmer is an actual, possible candidate for president. How are you going to look Putin in the eye 
when you can't look me in the eye. Yeah. So Think like, about this. So do you want to know? I know you said some of this is gossip and, you know, when you hear stuff, maybe Remember we're not doing that? Go, That's not gossip. But, All right. Okay. Go never mind. No. No. Nope, it's nope. gossip. Well, you got I, gossip. No, it's not gossip. It's I just. Wanna... All right. Just just whisper. Just tell me. Okay. We'll nope, fix it nope. in post if it's gossip. <laughs> <laughs> no, that this is from somebody that's in the Biden administration and that there's concern about how to get Kamala Harris out without there having negative fallout and that Gretchen may be the person that they are considering to put in that position. Oh, well, you know, fine with me. I like best person for the job, but you know, that means it's, it's coming through here. Mm -hmm. Mm, For sure. It's coming through here. Oh no. That's not gossip, but that's what I heard. And you know, I mean, now you're going to get the the national media is a different animal. Mm-hmm. Now you're going to get the vetting on how you actually ran the state, where the road construction money came from. It came from Biden. <clears throat> what happened in these nursing homes? From people that don't need anything from the state or from mm-hmm. her. That's yeah. true. Outsiders. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I, I do want to throw a quick one. Yo, Bobby, listen to some of them damn voicemails and clear the damn answer machine out. That's okay. why. That's when you don't have that, to worry about it. That's our That's our high-priced comedian. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's, it's, he might not be able to dial the phone. <laughs> Now, you know, and then taking the COVID relief dollars and funneling them towards development projects Mm. like Chinese battery plants. Mm -hmm. How about we start fixing like the prosecutor's office, right? The backlog in the court. Now. All right. Speaking of which development projects, former speaker of the house, Republican speaker of the house, Jason Wentworth. And uh, it's interesting here. Mr. Wentworth who was then the speaker, pushed for a $25 million package for a healthcare campus in his district. A no-bid grant went to his former aide, right? Hmm. To build that project. Um, And they bought the land from the guy who took over for Wentworth as the rep from that area, right? (laughs) Now... Neither principal in the project had experience to build a medical complex. One, his qualifications, former funeral worker. Oh. The other was indicted for bank fraud one day before the grant was finalized. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, I, you know. Sound like government officials to me. Oh, (laughs) yeah, man. This this, this town's a swamp. Wow. Let's see here. Let me me get old uh, Jason's uh, cell phone here. Yeah, I got everybody's cell phone. Don't you think I don't? Mm-hmm. 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 Now, see how it listens to me? Please leave your message for five. I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even fix it. Hey, Jace, um, it's LaDuff from NBN News calling um, about that uh, no-bid grant for the medical complex that you got your fingerprints all over. And I'd also like to follow up uh, with the Whitmer appointees grant for the Global Link International. You know, the we're going to give one of Whitmer's pals $20 million to entice foreign business into the state, except for the fact that the 20 million went to her 10 days before a company actually existed and you're the sponsor of that legislation and then you said you weren't 
and somehow I think you were. So you got a lot of explaining to do. Um, I'll call you back and leave my number. And you should call back because, you know, we got ways of finding out. Really do. All right. Have a nice one. <laughs> hey, you know, is this like is this like the adult and in and, and intelligent version of when you used to prank call people when they were younger, only you now have legitimate reasons to do so. <laughs> the people want to know. Yeah, I should just answer the fucking phone. Nope. Speaking of ridiculous development projects and driving around and giving the police intel, there's always Mayor Mike Duggan. <laughs> he never got back to me. You know, he was reaching out to the publishers and saying, although what you should be careful of them, although it wasn't in the news pages, the mayor was out there directing emergency response to their <laughs> shootout and the murders in Greektown. And if you know anything about the mayor, he's always out there driving. So I said, how about a drive along? That'd be a great story. Like the Bobsy twins, me and me and Mike. <laughs> they never got back. Surprise. Hey John, I'm calling your boss. It's the follow up. You never got back to me either. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice messaging system. Three. One, two, seven, nine. We're going to mix we'll up just the numbers this. on the body. I know. We just want to make sure. <laughs> of course he's not available. At the tone, please record your message. Except the when you finish recording, you may Cut hang up deal. or press one for more <laughs> options. Hey, Mayor, it's Charlie. How are you, sir? How's that federal investigation going into the demolition? Anyway, listen. I asked John, how about you and I, we drive around and I watch you in action with your CB radio and, you know, how you're directing police response and stuff. It'd be a great story, like a, like a buddy picture. It'll be great. Give me a call. You got the number. Bye-bye. <laughs> CB radio. <laughs> Pokey and the bandit. So, when I was flipping channels yesterday... I heard something that, you know, I don't want to say it was deliberate, but they were talking about the census and the numbers being down and the mayor challenging and blah, blah, and everybody's talking about the city services, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then someone else weighed in and said, this is not just a city problem. This is a state problem. Now, to me, that sounded like a segue in case as the mayor wants to run for governor. Yeah. Hey, I need I need a bigger I need a bigger platform to address the issue. Hmm. Just thinking. Was that well, Michigan Manners I think you were watching? No. I, oh, okay. But it could have been. I saw him on there saying pretty well, much the yeah, same thing. Same stuff, yeah. though. It's bullshit. You know, I was dialing around, and I'm watching a replay, an extended replay of that horseshit story about Mario Willis, the convicted arsonist, and how he should be let out of prison and um, for, for killing firefighter Walt Harris and paying a guy to burn, burn down the house. Now- one of the main things they're saying in this, you know, let's look at it again and get him out of prison because he's doing 30 years, is he didn't have insurance on the house. Now, we could go into this and argue, but did you know a prosecutor doesn't have to prove motive? So motive doesn't matter. Hmm. You got a guy that ratted you. You got cell phone records that put you at the scene of the crime when you said you were in bed. There's pictures of your truck, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, none of that's, Mention, so I'm going to give this one a try. Who are you calling now? What, what what they have now? Okay, look the 
jury decided. Mm -hmm. A judge oversaw it. There were numerous impanelments of the appellate court. Nobody said this guy is entitled to a new trial. trial. So it's a two-woman judge and jury in the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. The Wayne County, Wayne County Prosecutor, Kim Worthy, and her assistant county prosecutor, um, uh, Valerie Newman, who heads the Conviction Integrity Unit. So just by the, their judgment, they can decide to override the criminal justice system and let the guy out. So part of this is Ms. Newman would not talk to the investigating detectives mm -hmm. or the assistant prosecutor that tried the case. So I'm going to call him and see if he answers. Bob Stevens, former Wayne County assistant prosecutor, head of the Homicide Bureau. Hello. Hey, Bob, it's Charlie Ladoff. How are you, sir? Good, Charlie. How are you, sir? Good. Listen, uh, sorry to spring this on you. You're, you're on the show. You're live. Um, the Mario Willis case is coming back. It's getting a lot of... Are you aware of it? It's getting a lot of press. Yeah, I watched the uh, uh, the uh, show on with Devin Skillian. I watched... Uh, I checked out your podcast on it. Someone referred me to your podcast. I've seen it, yeah. And what, what's your take on this? I mean, are there grounds... I mean, you tried the case. Are you seeing any grounds? And I realize it's the public sphere. Is there any new evidence? Or is this an end around the criminal justice system? It's an end around. You were there during the, the proceedings. I remember you in the courtroom during the proceedings. It's a definite end around. It's playing the media. There's, there, where's, where's the prosecution side of the story? Where's the police side of the story? No one's even contacted me. No one's contacted the officers. How is that fair? You mean none of the media, whether it be the television or the newspapers, have called you? Negative. I'm appalled by it. Talk about a one-sided, slanted story. I understand everything about this case. I worked on this case for a long period of time, and uh, no one's even bothered. Devil's advocate here. Uh, okay, it's being alleged that the police concocted a story. Now, I want to know... Why police would find the guy who actually lit the fire and the guy, you know, in his, in his recantation says, I was just trying to keep warm. I was there getting high canoodling with a woman. Why prosecutors or detectives would come up with a wild case of, you know, that's not good enough. Why don't no. we coach you into saying it was an arson and we'll just pick an innocent man out of the air, the owner of this house and frame him. Makes no that's sense. Nonsense. The, the, the person, the big fish in the whole case, was clearly behind it. The, the the henchman, the minion, he had nothing to do with it. He just did he did everything for Mr. Willis and his family. That's all he did. And let me do this. Uh, two things. One, sure. would you would you would you come on the program and and have an extended interview about this? Would you consider I, that, sir? I'd consider it. I appreciate that. And what, I, what I really want, though, I would really like to see the transcript because everything in that case is in that transcript, everything. And, you know, the Court of Appeals relied on that, and it was denied. And now how do you do an end around and ignore the Court of Appeals, the Supreme Court, federal habeas petition relief? Nothing. As long as you keep writing the checks, people are going to file motions and hire investigators. I didn't see Bill Proctor at that trial. I didn't see Devin Skilling at that trial. I saw you there. 
And it, you have the tra- no one prepares you would you know with a transcript in your hands. I could point out everything on the transcript. And sir, I don't know your middle name, but I know the work you've done here. Have you seen any new evidence? I, I know you're the type of man, I think, and I I know the investigating detectives on this, that if there was new and exculpatory evidence. If there was any chance that an innocent man was in prison for something he didn't do, the the first person that would want him out would be you. Yes. I couldn't sleep at night knowing I convicted an innocent person, a person who was wrongfully accused. And there's a difference between a person who's innocent or a person that we can't prove a case against, which is what happens with a lot of conviction integrity cases. As they come back 20 years later, uh, you can't put the case back together again. But you had a jury of 12 people that convicted him of felony murder, okay? Because felony murder is an arson and a mur- committed during a murder, okay? The jury had some nullification issues because somebody in the jury knew that felony murder is mandatory life. And then we wouldn't be talking about guidelines. Let me ask you this. We're, we're gonna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you in. C- a conviction integrity unit, it doesn't sound to me like that's even constitutionally allowable. I I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you if it's constitutionally allowable, but we do have a court of appeals, we do have a Supreme Court, we do have a federal court, and that's the process that people take. You want to file your motions, you want to file new evidence, newly discovered evidence, you file it with those courts. And they've already filed that. I don't trust or believe anything that comes after the fact that down the road, five years after conviction, all of a sudden something surfaces. Usually it's like a polygraph exam. Usually it's like some something on that line. But there's nothing newly discovered in this case at all. And this case was gone through with a fine-tooth comb when we started it. There was a lot of preparation and time put in. Not, you know, not to look for the person you know, to, to wrongfully accuse somebody. This was this was clear cut. This was on very firm footing. With the only problem that involved the case was was initially when they talked to Dove, it wasn't a, a Miranda violation. What it was was he actually asked, well, was in some respects it was, but he asked he hinted about maybe I should get an attorney. Well at that point you gotta take a look at that statement because that statement might get thrown out during a Walker hearing, and that's why we took the steps we did. We released him. He's not in custody. And we went back uh, later on with uh, and, and talked to him again. With a hidden uh, camera. So Dove is the guy that set the fire. He, yeah. he admitted in his first interrogation that he lit the fire and that he was paid to do it. Uh, you guys got to look at the tape and went, oh, he may have asked for a lawyer, so that's no good. You let him go, right? He wasn't in custody. Right. You wore wore a hidden camera, went back, talked to him on the porch again, Correct. and said, "Remember what you told us." So yeah, we cemented everything that he said in the first statement. Right. So somehow today that's being warped as the police coached him into a statement, right? No, it's, that's totally voluntary. He's on the street, and that's He's where we are today. Let me leave it at that because I'm going to have you in here. And we're going to go through it for real as this thing gets a little bit closer. Thank you for picking up the phone, sir. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Mr. Ladoff. Bye bye. And this is the thing, Charlie. People who have nothing to hide will always answer the phone. See you Thursday. We'll be calling.